2: yes ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the mfc good morning everyone even though it's not morning you know <laughs> depending on what time you're listening boss the defensive the defensive hold- midfielder the holding midfielder the, the holding stopper media. that's right out here holding right it down happen and what did we say alan was alan is the left winger right alan left, is wing. left winger are you lefty or righty, though, when you kick? I actually am a righty, so I want to cut inside. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, the, that's the trend uh, these days. The yeah, robin. The robin, yeah. The robin, yeah. Side, yeah the opposite side. <laughs> opposite side. We're back. Uh, guys, Champions League final. I know we're about a week a week late from when it happened, but we haven't recorded VMFC. Though, the last episode of Veterans Minimum, if you haven't checked out, the, Touched on it. the goalie for Liverpool, like we said on the show... Is a legend. And we explained what the term legend is, boss. Right. And that's what we mean by legend. All of his actions. <laughs> he personified
3: what a legend was. Everything he did. Yeah, I was watching that game. I was actually talking to you most of the game. Just like, whatever, just bullshitting the whole game. But... I mean, should we want to start from the front, from the stadium? yeah, we right, can we can start from the start. Because the game. first fifteen minutes, I was like, "Yo, Liverpool has yeah. had the ball the whole time," and I was blown away. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, they might have a chance to win this game," just the way things are going. Everything was going through Salah. It looked like up the right side, and things were flowing for them. And I was like, "All right, you know, maybe they have a chance." And then the injury happened, and it just like halftime came around. I remember I was watching my friend with Ralph, and uh, the possession numbers came up, and it was like fifty-eight forty-two or something. I was like, yo, no way. It felt like Liverpool dominated this whole game. So it was a weird start for me. I don't know what, what you guys thought about like the first half.
4: Oh, Kobe it was definitely... You could saw Liverpool's press. That's what they're known for, these 20-minute blitzes against Romy, saw so against Man City. And it was on full display, but as the game teared off, you realize Liverpool started to slow down, especially in that second half between, I would say, the 55th minute and the 75th minute where Madrid just got controlled through Cruz and Modric. But the first half, I was blown away by Liverpool. Everything just looked very organized. The midfield was surprisingly cohesive. They were pressing all over. But credit to Madrid, they held it together and they survived that because that's what you have to do against Liverpool. You survived the first 30 minutes with some Sergio Ramos antics, which uh, another final, another year of Sergio Ramos acting like a complete fool. But want a winner.
2: I want to talk about that, though. So... It was it a dirty play? Yes. I don't think so. Wow. So I don't I don't think so either. I just think because it was Ramos, it's looked at as a dirty play because of his reputation. But what player holds on in that like cradles a player's arm while falling to the ground like that? Very uh, <laughs> Kelly Olenek of of him. Remember he did <laughs> yeah, a yeah. similar play how Kevin Love got hurt in the finals a couple you, of years. You back. could say he didn't want to injure yeah. him, but. Making your presence
4: felt, if that's the term you want to use, that's what I think Ronald's going to do get Salah at least a little rocked up because he was a threat early on. There weren't any like major chances on goal, but you could tell Salah oh, yeah. all the chances she had a ton were going of to. Him. Too early, yeah. and they were they were starting to panic a bit. Madrid made a bunch of blocks in the box. Like there were times where Firmino had a couple of chances. Trent Alexander Arnold had a really good chance, but Madrid they, I kind of criticized them saying that they allowed a lot of chance against Bayern and against. Liverpool, they were well organized in the back, Gag and I just think,
3: like, going back to that tackle, like, it was an awkward tackle. It looked like he had ball initially on the tackle, and then they just got tangled up and went to the ground. Like, I didn't really think anything of it in live, you know, watching it live, but then even in the replay, I was like, it was kind of unfortunate that, yeah, just like the awkwardness of that tackle that he didn't let go and the way he actually wound up falling on his arm made it look worse than what it really was, which I believe to be an act, like accidental.
2: Yeah. I, I'm with you. I couldn't agree with you more. I just think that it's, it's, it's Ramos's reputation. Yeah. He's known as being a guy that gets mad yellow cards, mad like red he cards. won the tackle. Yeah. And, and because that, like if Iran did that tackle or Marcelo, you'd be like, ah, yeah, that's just, that's just unfortunate. But since it's Ramos, it's like public enemy. Number one, this guy, I think he's had the most red cards in Europe since he debuted. Granted, he's been playing for a long ass time, yeah. but still it's a lot. Yeah, right. You, could, you could pencil him in for like two red cards a season Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I think. But look, a lot of people feel the way Allen did, of course. And that wasn't the only thing he
4: had. Like a, I don't know if I don't think this was intentional because Van Dyke kind of shut up, But he had like, like elbowed Carius. Mercarius went dude. to the ground, oh, yeah. and, and that
2: <laughs> happened two minutes before he gave up the the ultimate FIFA goal oh to Benzema. God. Yeah, dude, that was unbelievable so that
4: happened and then let's not forget like mane barely clipped him and he went down so theatrically i know players they go down especially madrid trying to win uh, fouls and then get the other player booked but like mane barely touched and let's not forget last year against juventus he got Juan quadrado sent off and it's just look ramos if he's on your team you love him but if it's not you're just you're fed up with him at this point because it's almost every final something happens like this but yeah but it was a quiet first half Aside from that tackle For the
2: most part It was 0-0 Going into half And dude Do you remember What I texted you At halftime Before halftime I, I It was try- when
3: Salah Got hurt actually When Salah
2: got hurt I tried finding That conversation But you know We've texted mad times since Yeah I told boss I was like Yo this is the difference They bring on Lalana, Ramadur makes a sub And they bring on Gareth Bale
4: Yeah
2: the biggest Amal fanboy, like, but uh. no matter how bad of a season he's had, he's yeah, still you're Gareth still bringing Brown. on Gareth Bale, who yeah. you know in a big spot will perform because he has at least for them too, mm-hmm. and and yeah, lo and behold, the bicycle kick. I mean, <laughs> but, but uh, let's go a little chronological order as best as we can. The goal, the Carri's goal, Alan. When you saw that, <laughs> thoughts just panicked.
4: That's it. The Carri's. Uh, I think he just wanted to get the ball because Liverpool they're trying to push the pace again. And just a complete brain fart. And it's unfortunate because we somewhat highlighted
2: the goalies. On you both. did too, yeah. which I found very interesting because you said right before we were signing off or towards the tail end of the Champions League breakdown, you said we didn't really mention the shaky goalies because mm-hmm. both of them coming in have been kind of not. Navas in
4: particular. Like I remember this yeah. game, he looked shaky. But Karras past six months. Ever since Van Dijk was brought in, Claude basically said, You're my new number one. We're going to leave Mingale on the bench. And Karius, you're going to be my star every week. And he's really progressed the last five, six months. But I don't think he's ever going to play for them again because that's just a crucial error. And then it's you're trying to win, you're trying to build a Champions League winning squad. And it's just you want to have world class players. And Karius, I just, he's 24 years old, but just mentally, it's him and uh, Marcus Williams on the Saints. Those two players, <laughs> I'm really excited to see how their careers pan out because you want to talk about the most. Brutal errors of all time in terms of, oh, at least, you know, this year. But
3: yeah, my initial reaction just like when it went down was A, I thought Benzema might have been. I was like waiting for the flag to go up because I was like, okay, I don't know what happens in this situation. But even in the replay, I don't think he was offsides. So when he touched it, like it was just a good goal no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought if the flag was up, that maybe there'd be some type of. The, the yeah. best part of it Communication was... Communication with the refs. Like, yo, he was offside,
4: so he can't be the first to touch yeah. the ball. You know what I'm saying? Jordan Henderson stormed to the ref, and I'm, I was thinking, what could he be yelling about? Like, that's a clear goal. Like, what are you freaking... Like, I understand that's emotion, but it's like there's no defense for that. Yo, yo you know what I think it thing. is? Or I, that he took it from the goalie, maybe he was... Arguing,
2: it was a clear but, throw. But but yeah, yeah. no, nah, it, was, it yeah. was. I agree. Yo, I just think it's something you've... I've never seen that happen. Never. It's one of those things where you don't know how to react to that. So your first instinct is to run to the ref and complain about it. Yeah, I guess. It's not it's something sure. that's common. I, that's how I would do it if uh-huh. I was. I'd be like, yo, that, that has to be something. <laughs> yeah, like,
3: yo, if someone took it from my goalie. <laughs> yeah. like the way that ha- He didn't take it from the goalie, but just the way that transpired. Yo. There's something to complain about. Yeah. About
2: that. that that didn't look it's like. It's so s-
3: legendary that that can't count. Like, nah, chill. That didn't. This, on this stage. Yeah. This goal cannot count. For, for
2: sure. sure. I'm with you on that. Th- didn't that make you feel like a, a, a rough game of FIFA? Like that's a FIFA goal. Yo, that's like yeah. some when shit where you go to press it, press A, and he replays, acts yeah. after <laughs> the replay to skip through, and he accidentally rolls <laughs> it on the ground right to the forward, and
3: and then he scores. Yeah. Oh man, I was just trying to figure out what happened. I got credit
4: like, to Benzema. I thought he had a pretty good game. A lot of people were criticizing him, questioning his place in the starting line, but overall, I thought he held up the ball pretty well. And I don't know if the goal was well deserved, but you know, he he earned a his stripes in that. Yo, how long are we into this podcast
3: right now?
2: About... We're at the nine-minute mark, roughly. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Ronaldo at all. I mean, there was nothing that's to what mention. I'm he lost the ball a lot. Yeah, was yeah, w- crazy. He was
3: a ghost. I remember... I think it was the same thing. Like, the first 20 minutes, he had that one one run in on the right side, and he tried to go near post and just blasted it over.
4: He had the header late in the first half, and then Benzema put it in, but it was offside. Other than that, oh, though, yeah, yeah. That's right, he, that's right. he lost the ball a lot, and he just... They couldn't get him involved. Uh, credit. One of the craziest things about this game is Liverpool could see three goals, yet I thought their entire back four played outstanding. Andrew mm. Robertson, uh, the left back, that tackle he had on Ronaldo to keep the game alive. Uh, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. yeah. Trenton, Alexander, Arnold Alexander-Arnold... Limited Marcel. I never see Marcelo have such a less impact of a of a big game in terms of going for like Marcelo really wasn't a threat when you think about it. Van Dyke, calm as ever. My man Dayon and held it together. Uh, I know he's been well criticized by Liverpool supporters, but I thought lover did his thing. Yeah, they still could see three goals, and none of the goals were their fault. Yo,
3: not at all. Yo, I was world class, top notch goal, and then two legendary goals. (laughs)
2: Yeah, like yo, the bail goal, you can't do nothing about it. That's that's just yeah, you're just like yo, you just you just. That's why you got paid what you (laughs) did when you came over from Tottenham, and that's why now apparently it's like two hundred million is what they're asking for, for his rights, but. It's just, yeah, I thought that their defense played great, I would mm-hmm. say. I, you can't put any of those goals on. Bale just took a wonder strike from 35 yards oh out. Oh, my mm-hmm.
3: God.
2: And what I also thought was impressive,
4: and this is just what a job Jurgen Klopp... I know Jurgen Klopp can get criticism. He's lost seven fouls in a row yet. I think only the Sevilla match a couple years ago in the Europa League was the only time where they're actual favorites. Otherwise, he's been an underdog, whether it's in Dortmund or Liverpool. So, I don't like to go on about Klopp's... Four finals record, but just the fact that Liverpool kept competing because it could have been four or five one. Yet you saw Robertson made a nice tackle, Lovren had to chase down Bale. Then he, the best part of it, he he tackles Bale and then runs after ball and then puts the ball at the corner flag. Like, that's Klopp just instilling that mindset. Just we're never it's ride or die. We're just gonna go after. And then Van Dijk had a really good uh, block on Ronaldo at the end. So to me, even though they lost, you could tell Liverpool they're here to stay and they're gonna be they're gonna go heavy this summer. They already signed Fabino who should bring something in their midfield because as the game went on you realize alright Liverpool's midfield is very overmatched and you know shout to James Milner but I don't think he should be starting in Champions League final yeah he definitely did, didn't fold after that first goal they actually came down and
3: scored uh, uh, on that set yeah, piece uh, the Mane
2: on the set piece but even so I just felt I, I tip my cap to the entire the entire 11 that was out there because when Salago goes down that gotta be oh, like question. dude how you just replace 40 plus goals and almost 20 assists your best player, clearly Ballon d'Or finalist, yeah. right? And that happens that early in the game too. I uh, like the twenty-five minute mark, and then he got—he tried to—he tried to play through it. And one thing that you guys got to remember, those of you watching home, also Carvajal got hurt. He got subbed Damn, off second and, year, right in the final. And you also got to remember, guys, the World Cup is a month away. what is no, well, not even—it's less weeks. than two weeks away, Yeah. right? That's why these guys are also showing their emotion. I remember tweeting that out, saying how yo, not only does it suck for these guys getting subbed off in this game, it's the biggest game. It's it's the biggest honor to play in as a club team in the Champions League final, and then to win it. it's the most prestigious club award. But the World Cup comes up once every four years, and for these guys, yeah. it's huge
3: and it's such a short turnaround, like you said. Yeah, it's just like it, first, it's probably the first thing on their minds. is this injury that serious that I'm not gonna be able to train or I'm not gonna be fit to crack my eleven, my national team's eleven. And it's crazy for Salah because everyone knows what happened with Egypt and they're qualifying. It's the first time in like
4: 28 years or something. So, Positive news rough. is both players, I know Carver Hall is not leaving the national team. He's actually, I don't think he's going to play in the friendlies, but I know he's going to travel with them. And then Salah, they said he'd probably be out the first match, around against Uruguay, so that's their toughest opponent. But he comes back against Russia and Saudi Arabia. I'll book him for four goals. Why not? <laughs>
3: at least two legit chances to possibly win. Yeah, yeah, even if you drop that, that first leg thing. Russia.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not really a, a strong home country. Right? It's, not, it's not like you're that's playing true. a Brazil that's or true, Italy kind of team. So, anything else from the Champions League? You, you mentioned something about Liverpool, you know, being good going forward. Do you think that they retain Salah? Uh, yeah, I would believe so because... I know they would love to, but do you think that if, if he goes on a run with Egypt, let's say let's say he gets Egypt out of the goose age, even though he doesn't need to because he just had such yeah, a ridiculous yeah. season, but... Just build on to the story. You know, one big storyline that we're going to have to touch on going forward is the summer transfer, right? Post-World Cup. Remember, James got that big deal with Real Madrid. There's going to be this guy that no one's talking about. From like a South American club that's just going to get like the next Rabinho kind of yeah. deal.
3: Mm-hmm. I thought like it was like Diego Forlan eight years ago. Ooh, yeah, for like, for he La- yeah. Oh yeah, for Forlan killed in two thousand and ten. Oh yeah, he was yeah, yeah. Dude, set pieces <laughs> he too. That to, like was. Did he stay with Atlético after that, or did he go to Atlético?
2: I'm not sure.
4: Some, he, somewhere in that, I know he flopped that man. You, but than that, his career has been terrific. But yeah, he was a monster. But, it, World but World. it's
2: going to be guys like that. So
4: I you, think they can hang on to him because I. I think Salah sees the long-term picture. I don't know how long, but I think at least next season. Because they're going to get Keita, in, who's one of the most highly rated mm. midfielders from uh, RB Leipzig. Le- Leipzig Fabino, yeah. they just signed. They're going to lose Emery Chen, but you know you replace him. They, 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 the resources are there. So I think Liverpool, if they get a top goalkeeper, I know they're linked with Allison. That's all they really need. Maybe another attacker up top just for depth purposes because you saw... in. We should mention. I thought Firmino was kind of disappointing. I expect a little bit more. Mane had to really uh, create all the chances. Like he was just going at everybody. Well, I thought Firmino was kind of
2: disappointing. Yo, Mane. Every time I've seen him in a big game, even going back to Southampton, my dad used to always call him Honey Badger when we would watch or like a random Southampton game, and. Yo, did you notice how many guys Liverpool has from, like, Southampton, too? Oh, yeah. It
4: was uh, (laughs) Van Dijk, Lovren, Lalana, and Mane were all in the field at the same time. Yeah. And then
2: Klein was on the bench. So, that's... Yeah. It was something (laughs) I was like, yo, these guys all played for Southampton. But, anyway. Feeder club. Mane, man, is going to be a guy that's going to be dope to watch in the World Cup with Senegal. Like, Senegal might not make it out the group. I'm not really going out on a limb there by Mm -hmm. saying that. But, he's going to be a dude that might put on a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're in a fun group, too, with Colombia,
4: Japan, Poland, so
2: it's going to be very open. Yo, I said that that was a group of death. I couldn't find one, so I just picked that one because I I could see any of those two teams advancing. Colombia, Poland. Was it Senegal and who? Japan, Japan. Colombia, and Poland. Yeah. There's
3: no, like, true group of death that you could pick out right away. I don't know. Nothing jumps off off paper. Mm -hmm.
4: Uh, so. you want to get into the aftermath because i was really surprised that just the reaction of majority you look at ronaldo and bale some of their post-match interviews now when three in a row it's just like this is how we're gonna celebrate you're gonna talk about i don't know about my future it was a little you have uh, ramos and moldridge to R- had the interview he was talking about oh i was watching a uh, chicago bulls dynasty i think that's what we are now Like Moldrick had like tears in his eyes he was all- <laughs> meanwhile you have Bale. i need you to play every week Ronaldo, uh, Madrid, it's a great place. It's just, why can't you just celebrate? Talk about winning four in a row. But I don't know, some of these players, obviously Bale. But Bale had a disaster this season, though. Yeah, he's very injury prone.
2: Yeah. So, And then also a couple of days after, Zidane steps down. Not a couple that of days after. like, like a so,
1: week.
2: I don't know, fishy timing. I mean, yeah, like what more could he prove? Like what more could he do there? No, there's not much you could do. Right. I mean, so, at all. And so the stress
3: I, of that job. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. It's yeah. the top job in the world, probably. Yeah, so I feel I'm on that. It's probably the stress, too. Like it's the most stressful job
2: in the yeah, world. Who's the coach for France?
4: Uh, Didier Deschamps. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, if they don't make the semis, <laughs> uh, I think because not winning the Euros really damaged his credibility. Like, I was a little shocked he stayed on. Now, I thought Wenger <laughs> would have been the perfect replacement for him, but now Zidane, because. I, I assume Zidane wants a break And what better break You guys for than Coaching a national team Because it's You show up to work Maybe seven times a year In terms of actually you know, Matches I know you're watching Players and all that But to actually coach It's like seven times A year at national team
2: And you know Think about it He That'll worked. Be interesting Yo he worked well with a super team and dude, France is stacked, and going forward, they're, they're gonna be stacked. To be super yeah, if,
4: if they flop in this tournament, I think they're gonna go hard for Zon. because if they don't at least make semis, that's gonna be unacceptable for their terms because they're, they're top three, top four team in this tournament.
2: Like, it's around this time where I'm gonna start degenning even more. I gotta look at you know how the tournament. The bracket lines up, you know, like Group A winners gonna play who from Group B. Oh, so yeah, I really, you yeah, know, yeah, like I'll be good for preview, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely got to get that, but I'm also saying preview of where my money's gonna go, Alan. True. You know what I'm saying? These World Cup bets, boss. We got we got to hammer some of these. Um, yeah, when does it kick off? Is it the 14th or the 13th? 14th, 14th. 14th. But that's that's Russia, Saudi Arabia. Hey, it's a kickoff. <laughs> yeah, I guess we go no matter. I what. guess <laughs> nah,
4: but like the ceremony is leading up. to yeah, it. Yeah, I feel you. it's a big day. Last time, a trip Do you think this? I'm not going to say it's a change in the guard, but should we worry about their future? Because a lot of their players are
2: getting older. I mean, dude, if, if the first thing two of your better players say, granted, Bale's injury prone, the first thing on their mind is, I don't know about my future. You got to consider that. I, I don't think Ronaldo could go anywhere because who's going to pay his fees?
4: Even Bale's going to have a problem going somewhere because their fees are enormous. Like Tottenham can't take Bale. On. Like, unless it's a May United... Well, I don't think Barcelona is going to do it. But unless it's one of the Manchester clubs, I don't know who's going to pay. Or PSG. like Because you know how much they get paid? Like, who's going to take that on?
2: Yeah. So, yeah, for sure.
4: I don't know what these players, they got to reconsider where they're going. Because you realize you're playing for Real Madrid. And, <laughs> yeah. And also, like, you're downgrading anywhere else you go. Yeah. You're at the top team. Top yeah. club. I can see Bale's frustration a little bit. But Ronaldo, it's just, you're living the life.
2: What more do you want? I um, think his I, heart I, is always, like, it, it, I think there's a part of him that wants to finish with Man U. I don't know with Mourinho.
4: That would be interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. that would be. Because I don't think things ended well when they were together at Madrid.
2: So, But who knows Mourinho's future, though, yeah. Yeah, Mourinho is, is, you can't have him at a team for more than three seasons. Pretty much, He yeah. wears down his players. And, you know, there was a trend up until he went to Man U where it was like, year one, he gathers all his pieces. Year two, they they win a trophy of some kind so you think there's unfinished business that man you i just think his that heart he is always yeah i just think that it's you know that's where he got discovered really you know uh, uh, him and alex Fer- uh, sir alex ferguson their relationship is like he it's like his second father he says there was a famous video going around when they won the champions league i think it was last year's champions league after juventus he says boss and he high fives Sir Alex that. Ferguson yeah. with his son and he introduces his son he's like this is this is the man that made me yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I just think that he always has ties to to Manchester United, and he always will. Thing is, I don't know where he'll fit because he's not a winger anymore. He just doesn't
4: have the speed or the energy to do it. Like he's pretty much a striker, and he just spent how much on Lukaku. So I just don't know how it will work. So uh, I think every year we kind of hear Ronaldo gets tired of Madrid, then he comes back. But uh, this also now that Zidane's gone, they might start want to spend crazy money again because uh, Perez, their president. He loves spending, and especially after a major tournament. So, like you said before, whoever's a big star of the World Cup, watch seventy million dollar bid, boom. Yeah, that's Uh,
3: why, like you asked, like question about. I don't think there's ever any much question about Real Madrid's future. It's just like who's going to be on the dude, roster, dude. Yeah, there'll always be a top flight.
2: Exactly. It doesn't. They could lose Bale, Ronaldo. They'll, they'll yeah. probably revamp it with like Neymar and Mbappe. Yeah, <laughs> like some wild shit. They'll do that. Well, wow, we mentioned both PSG guys just leaving after one year. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. All right. So speaking of, uh, you know, we touched on the World Cup a little bit. We've gotten as we're getting closer, a lot of omissions from the national team. I know Alan has put together a little bit of a list. So we're just gonna. We're just going to like spitball some of the names and just, you know, which ones stood out some shockers. So Alan, is there, is there one you want to start with? So we'll start with
4: the reigning champions, Germany, a uh, long list. So we try to condense it. So players that make it Emre Chan, Mario Goetze, of course, the world cup hero, side Wagner, who immediately retired after not getting a call, which I always find hilarious. Just players. They're just offense. So offended. Uh, Andre show, another old hero. And, uh, I'm not going to say his first name, but Mustafi, we know from Arsenal, uh, didn't get called up either. So those are five names right there. And I know Goetze jumps off the list immediately, given his repertoire and uh, his history. It's crazy how quick, like, what four
3: years can do, in a sense. Like, the turnover, there's no...
4: And same manager, too. Like, he can't complain that a manager doesn't like him. There's Joachim no like, legend Lowe status. Unless you're
3: Greece, that is. You know, keep that team intact from 2002. But feel <laughs> like, like that Greek, same team was intact until like 2014. Center, <laughs> Greece center
2: back was 38. <laughs> that last, I'll never forget him. 30, he was 37 years old. He turned 37 during Euro 2004, and he played until 2007. So I do. Come on. <laughs> I
4: remember. Your weight. they had a goalie Greece who had legit white hair. I forgot his name. Yeah. But uh, it ever, it was my Karzinas. I don't know, but I just remember him having gray like hair. That dude go- was
2: there for? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Nikopolidis, mad Greek. I just said there. Right? <laughs> like that shit? But
4: yeah, Germany. Their squad. It's just you can tell how deep it is with these names going. Because Chen's fit. We saw him come on for a Liverpool. The end for him not to make it it's big, and then of course Goatse and Sheryl... Uh, they were so pivotal in 2004. Like, who could forget the Argentina game, the blitzing of Brazil, and for them not to be there, just it shows... 2014. 2014, yeah. 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 It just shows, because Germany, they were amazing in the Confederations Cup. They have all this young talent, and
2: if you're not playing at the top of your game, you can't really get called up. I mean, is Gote, young. I, I just checked his age, as you were talking about him, 25 years old, which is nuts. And also, he's just been injury-prone, too, man. There's another guy. And I mean, Germany is just constantly going to be flooded with talent. Yo, what on earth happened to Ronaldo Sanchez? That's a good one. Yo, 2016, (laughs) young player of the tournament with Portugal, big money to Bayern Munich, completely falls out of favor, out of place, doesn't get any burn. And Chalotti didn't rate him at all. Gets put on loan. Was it Swansea he went to? Yeah non-factor there too on Swansea where you're like oh you know what he might he might crush it over there and it's like now he didn't even get cold yeah and the sad part about
4: Renato Sanchez if like his biggest highlight this season uh it was a game against Chelsea and he literally passed the ball no one was there it was like a I think 10 feet away and just hit the billboard and people were just like and like the manager Paul Clement just looked at him like who are you looking towards? And then, like, he subbed them off at halftime. But yeah, it's unfortunate. Sanchez, he, I think, when Portugal really came on the Euros is when they started using him. Mm-hmm. And he, I believe, scored against Poland. And just for him not to keep going, because Byron, they're known for developing young players. And the fact that he couldn't cut it. I think that's very concerning and it's not just him. Andre Gomez, who went to Barcelona afterwards, he's another young midfielder that was integral in that Portugal team and he didn't get called up there So and then Ruben Neves, who I really raised, uh he was a big part of Wolverhampton's rise to the Premier League. They destroyed it in the championship. They I think they won the league by like fifteen points. He actually led the championship with most goals outside the box. I think it was six. And he's expected to be linked to all these big clubs, but uh, Portugal Their manager I know Nick You're very familiar With him Given his work With Greece Why am I blank
2: Fernando Santos Did Yeah Fernando yeah, yeah. Santos He actually coached uh, AEK Athens too Really okay, yeah. yeah They Home just team. won the, They just won the league For the first time In I think 40 years Wow <laughs> My pops was dumb My pops cried Really Yeah, really? yeah. Dude my, awesome. my dad is 53 years old He's like yeah I haven't seen him win Since I was like yeah. I don't think they a ton Of like yeah, should, they, uh,
3: bankruptcy and all this bankruptcy.
2: Shit. They didn't play. They didn't pay players for like five seasons. So in order to clear the debt, they had to drop all the way to the fourth division. It was That's nuts. Good. Yeah, I know Santos is
4: old school, and you can't knock him because he did wonders with Greece and just led Portugal yours. You might hate their style of the play, but he gets results, and I think Portuguese fans are gonna ride with him regardless of his decisions. Another player on is Nani, who I know is a yeah. infamous name. Remember him from the World Cup? That's just another guy. A lot of the players in the Euros just not get called up because you got to call up the players that are either most informed or who you could trust. in. I think it's clear. They I trust feel like them.
3: Nani's been a staple on that left side, up the left wing for since I was since I got into soccer. So it'll be weird to see him not out there in a major tournament. Just yeah. for me, like you know, yeah, he's one personally. of those
4: guys, especially because Portugal. I think they're sort of in the bounce where it's like they're going with the youth movement, but they're still gonna rely with the old guard. Like I think Pepe is still expected to start. So. I don't, know. I'm, I don't know if I'm optimistic, but they're going to be in a group with Spain, Iran, and Morocco. It's it's going to get a little nasty in there because Morocco and Iran, they're going to sit deep and we'll see how Portugal fares. But uh, I think one of the crazy ones we
2: should talk about has to be Spain because Spain is just. Yeah. Before we get to Spain, boss, anyone that sticks out to you that you'd want to mention? Um no, nah, we can go through it. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah let's just through run through it. some of the teams. Who, who you got over there from Spain? I, I know a lot of people were worked up with uh, the Spain roster, but dude, they're they're also so yeah. stacked.
4: Well, Spain they just said Chelsea don't matter because Marcos Alonso, <laughs> Cesc-, Cesc Fabregas, Morata, and Pedro. I think Osbel Cueto was the only player that's on Chelsea that got called up for Spain. Hector Bellerin was in there, somewhat surprised name. So it seems like their manager maybe a little more La Liga biased, but. To be fair, all the players I mentioned, you can make an argument, haven't been four or more. They're too old in Fabregas' case. I know Juan Mata was another player to get called up, so maybe he's a little bit of a league bust. but it's just Spain, not a squad. There's only so many players you could call up. What do you guys think about um, Icardi? That's a big one because Argentina, I think they're only carrying four strikers. And when you think about Aguero's coming off knee surgery, uh, Higuain, always a question mark with him and uh, I believe uh well Messi's Messi who am I blanking on the fourth striker DiBala. Dybala yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's always questions about Dybala and Messi playing together so I think why not carry five forwards
2: like do you really need another midfielder uh, for defenders they need all the defenders they can have Argentina but do you really need another midfielder so I, I've said many times that I would be the worst manager coach GM ever <laughs> Iguain. After missing that goal yeah. against Germany, I'd be like, dude, it's a wrap. There's hang, just games hang, where he fades in. all the time. There's, there's times where he'll score one-touch phenomenal goals, but there's games where it's 80 minutes is in. It's just like, what is how you going and done? Has he done it? Has he touched the <laughs> ball? And Icardi, <laughs> you know, 29 goals in 34 games for Inter. Yeah, and they're in and, Champions League. So. Yeah, and he's been solid f- for him for them throughout mm-hmm. three se- three straight seasons of over 25 goals. So it's like this guy's been crushing it over there.
4: Because with center forwards, if Aguero isn't fit, I would take him or Higuain. So it's just, I, that's a really curious decision. But yeah, I think Argentina, they have a lot more concerns than their attacking options. I was looking at two Lacazette. It was a
3: big move for Arsenal in the yeah, transfer. I remember talking with Allen
4: when we did a
2: He a started breakdown. off
3: like red hot too for them. And now he's, you know, into the air. He kind of fizzled out a
4: bit and he's left off the France national team too. Him and Martial, two players that were expected to have big seasons. And I know Martial played a lot in the Euros, but it's just, once again, not playing every week. I know Deschamps really values that. And I know he called up a lot of players from Liga. So some of these national team managers, they prefer the domestic league players, whether it's France, Spain, Germany, so it depends. But uh one funny story I gotta bring up is the PSG affiliate names Adrian Rabio. Oh he, Rabio, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he didn't get called up and then uh Deschamps said, Okay, uh we'll put you on the preliminary squad. So if someone gets injured, we'll bring you in. He goes, No, I'm gonna be in Eastern Europe. I don't want to do that. And he, like he sent him an email, I don't want to be involved. And like basically <laughs> he basically took himself off the National team. I, I don't think he retired. Because he's only 24, and I don't think the champs going to be that much longer. But just the fact that you take yourself off the preliminary list because you just don't want to be bothered is, I don't know what your mindset is. But that's just another case of a player overreacting, I would say.
2: Nangolin from uh, from Belgium I thought was kind of a head-scratcher. He had a pretty solid campaign for Roma.
4: And. He did an interview recently. I thought he made a great point about this because uh, Roberto Martinez said he wasn't brought up for tactical reasons. He goes, I played 300 games for Roma in the most tactical league possible. Said Sadia. Please tell me that. I think what it comes down to is he's known for uh, his partying. He, he loves smoking cigarettes. He loves... Oh, yeah? Afterwards. Like that?
2: <laughs> Look at him go.
4: <laughs> and so, like, there's an infamous video of him. I think New Year's Eve. He's like... I think Roma had a game the day later, but he was partying. And then he got, like, suspended for a week. So... <laughs> Uh, I don't think I think Martinez just never was fond of him, and that's when he get called up. But when you look at Belgium's midfielders, other than maybe Dembélé, there's no other midfield on his level. De Bruyne's more of an attacker, so I don't want to bring up De Bruyne. But in terms of, like center midfielders, I, I could imagine maybe at 32, 26 national teams would probably bring him on, and he's walking to the national team. So for him not to get called up, I think it's just personal bias.
3: Yo, more power to you if you could smoke a pack and go play 90 minutes.
2: And he's a midfielder. That's think about that. Like he's, he's Yo, I, I never would have guessed that he would be like that. Because this guy's running up and down and shit, too. Yeah, and he's a great player. Yeah, man. he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe him when I saw his name off the list. I remember he, uh, he scored a crazy goal. I
4: think it was against Wales. is probably the only highlight of that game for Belgium. But he scored a ridiculous goal. Like, his long-distance shooting, him at De Bruyne, that could be great value. So... I just think it's just a whole bias thing, and Martinez want, well, not wanting to deal with that. But we're gonna do. I, I think Brazil, not a lot, but uh, not seeing David Luiz is very. Yeah.
2: It's like, do you think about? I it? thought uh, so Alexandro was was a bigger one. I think he's one of the best left backs in the world. Yeah. I, don't know yet, I know you got Marcelo, Marcelo but yeah. why not backup? So why not throw him on the other side? Can't you?
4: Dani Alva's not there now.
2: Man, You play left back But whatever I'd rather just have you out there Because you're so good I feel like you gotta make that work When it comes to national teams Like there's so much talent Sandro Juventus Someone's gotta play out of position so dude find a way
4: but when i saw david Luiz, I, I know he hasn't played much this year and it's understandable why he didn't get called up but when i think of david louise that goal against colombia oh,
2: holy man. shit that's one of the <laughs> sickest free kicks i've ever seen man it just
4: and he's such like, when i think of Brazil, i think of just his big moppy hair just yeah. flying around it's, like, it's just weird that he's not gonna be there but he does have much of a case because he had a falling out with conte so that's unfortunate and i know Liverpool fans are raving about Fabinho but he actually didn't get called up either so i don't know if that's a testament to him as a player because Brazil squad stack, we know that. So, but he's another own mission. Uh, I know there's a couple of names on England, some uh high profile names, infamous, I mean,
2: yeah. Joe Hart didn't get called up, but you kind of saw that coming.
4: Him, Jack Walsh, who I know has, has been England's great hope since 2011. Yeah, I feel
3: like he's been a prodigy
4: forever. <laughs> and it's just like, his, he's been injured though, like his whole he had a good run from like December to February, but. I don't think that justifies him getting called up. I can't remember, like, Jack Wilshire being healthy for know. an extended period of time. But he was the great hope he for was, a long, yeah. t- long time. But between him and then I was a little surprised Lalan didn't get called up because I know Lalan is one of the more creative players. But he's only played, I think, 12 times the whole season. And I could see why Southgate's like, I don't want to risk it. But... He, like he 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 worked his socks off in that Champions League final, but you could tell like he was losing the ball every time he touched the ball on. So I guess that's understandable. But just not seeing Joe Hart though, because he's been the to torment since. <laughs> so if you remember that Euros, remember Pirlo embarrassed him. Yeah, the Panenka. Yeah. Some people say he's never recovered from that. I think it's a little harsh, but I don't know. But uh, I think they're gonna go with um, Butlin, I think is his name. No, Pickford. Pickford is from Everton.
2: Everton. Yeah. yeah.
4: So. England, they got a super young squad. I, know, I, like we were talking about last podcast. Not a lot of expectations.
2: My uh, one of my customers from the city, he goes, "I'm telling She's you again, here, save your money." Year of
4: years of letdown. It's
3: just like
2: <laughs> we're not going to get. A I was like, so "Hey, you know one. they're twenty to one." He's like, "Save <laughs> your money." He's like, "He's like, I know." He's like, "Save your." I'm telling you, I do wonder though if they somewhat become.
4: I know England, they have a bad reputation just they're like all right they're always underachieved but i wonder if some people get behind them because this thing going on so raheem sterling has been in the news he got this tattoo uh it was like a rifle and it's because his father died from uh i think he got shot when he was like two so he got this uh, i saw the tattoo yeah and it's a sign where i shoot my foot but it just amazes me because you know we live in america where a lot of athletes get ridiculed ridiculed for their beliefs or just their image or whatever but sterling terms of english media i've never seen a player get ripped apart like him and i wonder like if people are going to start getting behind because raheem sterling look not the greatest finisher his final ball is a little iffy one of the most exciting players in the world though like, yeah S- sterling if england's gonna do well it's, it's gonna be because of him and harry
2: Kane. man that liverpool team with him and suarez coutinho. and uh, coutinho was awesome and the other dude sturridge too yeah. that was a fun-ass team uh-huh. and then gerrard made that that mistake oh, against Chelsea, man. I'll never forget that shit. Oh, Gets the ball like midfield. The I don't know where the center backs were, but, you know, Gerard has the ball on his foot. I, th- I think you've seen this play, too. And he goes to, like, open up the pass, and he just slips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy comes in on a breakaway, bedtime. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, you want to quickly, a couple injuries? Uh, because I know we touched on Danny Alves, 34
2: years old, missing his final World Cup. Yeah, probably his final... Uh, What else He's gonna play Copa America Yeah I don't know If that's gonna get him Excited Yeah (laughs) it's not gonna get him Up like with the World Cup Especially him being On the team That got smoked Last time we saw him In a World Cup Oh yeah So yo I think That's gonna be Something to to monitor I think Brazil's gonna be Locked and loaded This tournament coming up I don't wanna give away Too much for, for For the preview but, yeah, man, it's going to be... I mean, yo, last time we saw them, they got embarrassed. On their own... their own
4: country, yeah.
2: Their own turf. Because I feel like their squad's reloaded. There's, I, I don't know the comp-
4: actual statistic, but I assume most of their players were not part of that 2014 team. Because it, it, four years ago, it was a long... Like, that squad was not that great when you think back. And now you just see all the options up front. Uh, they're one of the favorites, I think, besides Germany, Spain. you got to put them up there.
2: So. Brazil, I think, until... One day when we have kids and maybe their podcast, uh, you never know. They'll (laughs) still be a favorite. That team will always be like. Even if you don't know soccer, be like, yeah, I'm picking Brazil. They're the class of South America. I think they're They're the the class class. of of world soccer. Yeah, Yeah. I would say them in Germany
4: when I when I think about it. Germany makes the semifinals in every major tournament. (laughs) Like 2002, I think. Maybe or I don't remember 2004. I didn't follow I don't either. It, but 06, so, uh, I remember them because they hosted the World Cup. Yeah, and then the Euros. They've made a bunch of times. I remember because they, they were always lose to Spain. But it was the semifinals or final recently. And then of course they won 2014. But it's, in terms of consistency, they personify it. And Joachim Low
2: being there since 2008, he's doing. i that, and even, of. even prior though, because he was on Klinsman's staff. Yeah, that, which he was the office. heir, the heir to Klinsman. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right. I think uh, uh, before we go, though, you know, it wouldn't be a soccer podcast without us touching a little bit on the U.S. of A. I know these legends are not going to be in Russia for the World Cup, but they did play a friendly a uh, couple of days ago against Bolivia. Three nothing win. Did you watch? I watched 20 minutes of the game and I'll tell you why. Because they were running World Cup ads and <laughs> there was no American player on there because they're not in it. Right. And I just got frustrated I'm like this is, this is ridiculous And look Once again If USA was to make it To the World Cup They'd probably lose In the group stages But it's just something That you should be there At this point But my big takeaway is They got this kid Tim Weah Plays for PSG Played towards the tail end Of the season Granted They were up like 25 points The league was intact But you know it Comes from a very Legendary pedigree His father was my dad says is the greatest African player ever, like, from that continent. And that's wow. saying a lot. He said, dude, this guy was the truth. When he played with, like, AC Milan, George Royale was the real deal. And they have his son. His son is 18 years old. So I like what I saw. I like that they completely, I know it was just a friendly, but they revamped all young guys, the average age, 22 years old. That's yeah. that's what you got to do That's now. a step in the right direction. Because if you keep, if you find that core now, you're looking at you have two World Cups where you can maybe have that core.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm interested in, uh, is it Winston McKenzie? That's his name? Yeah, w- yeah w- from Schalke. Winston okay. McKinney. McKinney, okay. Yeah, he's, he seems like someone that could replace Jermaine Jones in that midfield. Like That's one thing I just recognize immediately. Plays
2: at uh, Schalke, too, which yeah, is... You the know, German.
4: Where, where also uh, Jermaine Jones played, too. Right. So that's someone that you keep an eye on. I was surprised not seeing... Is Bobby Wood injured or... Or they're just tired?
2: Nah, I don't know. I, I think th- I'm not sure if he got. Actually, he did get called. He's on the roster because I saw him in pictures of them training. But I don't know. Maybe try to try something different. Oh, okay. You know, P- Pulisic over there. He's linked to to Liverpool. Also, uh, I saw a video of him and LeBron like linking up and the uninterrupted series that LeBron James has uh, on the internet. He was on there, so he's there. But I, I liked what I saw. The little that I saw because wasn't that for the USA? Was it Bono? um my guy
3: i went went to school with him oh the dude from cues right he was a monster he plays for toronto now and he was like highly touted since they were talking about him being the next national goalie when i was in syracuse and he left early because he got drafted he was a top draft pick in the mls draft and i think he got his first cap i think it was i think he was in against bolivia i didn't watch most of the game but i'm just happy to see that they're going young. Get these guys feet wet. That's why, like you said, even though they would have been at first round out in the group stage, I would have been okay with it. It's just as long as guys like Belisic are getting their feet wet, getting this you know, international experience. So maybe four years from now we can have that core, you know, with a ton of international caps under their belt and ready to go and not feel the pressure of, you know,
2: the big stage. Yeah, it just would have been nice to to give Pulisic a platform to showcase himself in front of the world. Yeah. Look, I mean, he is playing for Dortmund. It's, it's, it's a very big team in Europe. But, but still, on, on an international level, it's completely different. What's
4: scary is, so the starting 11, like you said, the average age of 22, including two players that were born
2: in the 2000s. That's scary. That's wild. <laughs> I want to talk about feeling old.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Crazy. So,
4: hey, at, at least that's something. I'm curious about when they're going to hire a full-time national team manager. I don't know what's taking so long, but I don't know what direction know. Are they can go. The international route again, or are they gonna stick to American? I like to do from Huddersfield. Dave The Thing is, uh, it's hard to. Get, it's so hard to get a good manager because or at least someone that's in their forties or fifties because they don't wanna spend so much time off. They lo- all these managers love that grind. Let think about. It. That's why Zidane would be a good fit for France because he's tired of it. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why some teams go the former player route. Like, mm-hmm. could you see like a Brian McBride or a Taylor Twellman? It would be risky, but be you know their commitment would be there because they are pundits on ESPN they are talking every week. so I know some national teams like going the former player route, so maybe it will work out for
2: them. I'm not against the former player route.
4: Because yeah. it's just hard to track managers because it's like they don't want to do it. They want to yeah. be that club. They just love the thrill of it every week, weekend. Work out. want to you know get players in, develop them, stay in the Premier League In Huddersfield's case, but...
2: No. I also think there's more money at the club level than it is yeah, international is true,
4: and with u s a it's just also the pressure because now it's I know expectations they can't get lower than it's already gotten, but people are still gonna expect a lot, especially you know with pulisic
2: and other players coming up for sure. We'll talk about these legends another time before I get even more upset. I think this is a good place for us to stop uh episode two of vmfc and the books and the books alan thank you for joining us once again uh you hit the crossbar on this episode coming you know cutting inside (laughs) so
4: you find me at alan underscore sterk that's a double l e n
2: underscore s-t-r-k uh
4: at endevito 27 on twitter and the
3: gram
2: the lamb show instagram twitter twitch can find the podcast at Veterans Minimum on Twitter. go a follow at San Agato Studio on Twitter, the hub where everything comes out of. And we'll catch you guys soon, soon for another episode of EMFC.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.